0: Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books, they only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit RedemptionPressAudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Diane Shepherd, with her new book, Wisdom, Capturing the Power of Our Words. So let me give her a proper introduction and then we will jump over to that conversation. Diane Shepherd loves to share the power of God to redeem, restore, and transform lives through life's most tumultuous storms. She's an author, speaker, and Bible study teacher. She is formerly on staff with CRU crew and Stevens minister, as well as a retired CPA. Her passion is writing and speaking about experiencing God's presence in our daily lives as we open our hearts to Him. Her writings can be found on her website, personalparables.com, and in various Christian magazines, including Just Between Us and The Joyful Life. She's the author of A Study of Proverbs, Wisdom Capturing the Power of Our Words, just released, this July, 2022. So let's roll that conversation. Well, Diane Shepard, it is so good to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Yes. Well, before we jump into your new book and just dig into, I love the topic that you have tackled in your new book. And before we get there, though, I would love for our listeners to just get a little glimpse of how God has shown himself as a Romans eight twenty eight God in your life and worked all things together for good, even the things that you maybe couldn't even imagine that he could do that. So yeah. I would love for you to just take the digital stage and tell us that story.
1: And I'm happy to tell you that story because it actually has a lot to do with my book. I, My husband and I had been attending the same church for about 15 years and I loved that church. I had a ministry in the church. I thought I was gonna die in that church. I just, everything about it was my home. But it became apparent to me that my husband wasn't happy and he never said anything. He's very kind but I could tell that he was disengaged. So, you know, I've learned not to ask a question. I'm not prepared for the answer. And so I waited. I didn't want to ask anything too soon because I knew if I was correct, uh, it meant a a change that I didn't want. So eventually I did ask the question, are you unhappy and do you want to change churches? And he said, yes, (laughs) immediately. And I said, okay, not the answer I wanted, but okay. I said, choose the church you want. As long as I love Jesus, I will be okay. Now he chose a church that I never would have chosen, but they did love Jesus. And it took me a while to find my place there. I felt lost. Um, I didn't have my ministry. I didn't know any of the people and one day I just cried out to the Lord, please! I don't know where I belong. Um, I don't relate somehow here. I miss my Bible study, and He said, "So start one." And when I say He said, I meant it was that feeling that you get sometimes. It's not audible, but you know, it was like you, Diane. You've gone to Bible school. You've you were on Campus Crusade for Christ. You've had training. Start a Bible study. And so I did. I started praying, Lord, bring the right women to my little home. And I prayed and he kept putting on my heart women from seven different churches that were very different. And through that, through that study, we ended up doing a study on Proverbs. And through the change we made, I started writing, which I had never done before. And eventually I did find my place in the church. I'm involved in a wonderful ministry there now, but it took the change, it took the loss of my old church to find and see what God had for me that was something I would have never imagined. I never dreamed I would write. I had no desire to write and now I'm writing, so. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's, I mean, that's a real, I mean, to be at a church for that long mm-hmm.
1: and to make
0: that kind of change, that's a real grieving process that
1: you had to go through. It was. But, wow. Look at the fruit. The fruit. And I did grieve. In fact, I, a friend of mine had just died in the church. that was a, a pillar of that church. And I told my husband, I just need to grieve with the church. And then, then I'll be ready. And, and he was gracious as always. So <laughs> a couple of wow. months later, we made the change. So, yeah. well, and that is just so
0: just refreshing to hear how, rather than, you know, cause some women would just get bitter and <laughs> resentful, you know, that their husbands asked them to do something they just were not comfortable doing. But you went with a heart that was like, okay, God, help me here. And look yes. what he
1: did. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And that was one of my prayers, by the way. I, I said, Lord, please don't let me be a martyr. I don't want to go as a martyr. I want to go willingly so that my husband can grow in you. And And that was the other blessing. He's grown so much. It's been a good fit for him.
0: Well and God honored that sacrifice.
1: He did. He did.
0: Yes. All right. So digging into your new book, your first book, uh, it's a study about the relationship of growing in God's wisdom to the power of our words. So how did you find the lives of the women who first went through the study were benefited?
1: Well, this was really interesting and kind of amazing to all of us. I was the one that brought it up because I found that as I was aging, my my verbal boundaries were just kind of, you know, getting lax. And so I said to the women, you know, there's a lot in Proverbs about the tongue and a lot in James three and one, what do you say we do a study and just kind of see what it says? We were shocked. And how many verses there are. And what ended up happening is we began to see God's tender call to wisdom. And in the wisdom, the outgrowth of that is kindness and compassion and a listening ear. And um, so many things that come out of wisdom that then translate into how we speak with other people and how we, we talk to them and whether our words are soothing and comforting or harmful. And so we made a list of every verse in Proverbs,
0: whether it was,
1: was it helpful and healing or was it hurtful and harmful. And we were shocked. at And we continue to this day, this group has gone through the study twice and we're going to go through it again. And that's their request, not mine. Um, We keep going back to it. We keep, we'll be in another uh, study, maybe of Philippians or Ephesians. And someone will say, remember, remember when we were doing Proverbs? Oh, this is like that. This reminds me of, or they'll bring something up in their own life that, where God quickened their spirit because of the study. So it's been very powerful.
0: Wow. -hmm. I love it when God just confirms that way. Right. By just impacting lives that, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like you just had this great idea and you went and did this thing. I mean, God moved through you uh, through a difficult situation and then, put you in that place where he could use you as a vessel. Right. Right. It's
1: been very exciting actually for all All of us. Yeah.
0: Wow. So you illustrate lessons on communicating with wisdom, like you just said, Mm -hmm. but you also tell a personal story of having to learn this lesson yourself. Why don't you tell Mm -hmm. us about that? Okay.
1: Well, so this is, let me just preface. It's embarrassing very embarrassing okay Um, we had already done this study which makes it even more embarrassing but my, uh, my husband and i had gone to a meeting on the subject of oil shale fracking which was a very hot topic in california about i don't know seven years ago and the speaker spoke verbatim from her notes read from them for an hour um, with a monotone voice. And, um, and then when people were asking questions, she seemed very dismissive and rude. And um, I just got angry. The more she, she answered questions or didn't answer them, the angrier I got. I could just feel the, the boiling in my heart. So eventually I raised my hand and I said, she said, you have a question? And I said, no, I have a comment. Would you mind being as respectful of us as we have been of you? Well, yeah, total (laughs) silence from everyone and complete shock from my husband. And the minute the words left my mouth, I thought, what did I just say? What was I thinking? How could I have said that to her in a public setting? So I went home and I said to my husband, why was I so angry? What in the world would have caused me to say something so unkind and so rude? I was so rude. The very thing I was basically accusing her of. Right. So through the next couple of weeks, my Bible study, the women, they were so patient. I cried. I begged. I said, I don't know how I could have done that to this woman. But I did. And I can't take it back. I can't make it better. So through that process of working it through with them, and they were so patient, I realized it had nothing to do with the speaker. It had to do with very old hurt in my heart from my past that had been literally packed and packed and packed down like oil shale. And it was a rock hard. And it took that event for it to literally crack open and get, begin to get resolved. So it it took a very embarrassing, it was a very embarrassing event. But I used that event a little bit of each session tells about that process, the process of understanding what happened, the process of forgiveness, the process of healing, and then not just from, from the speaker, which, by the way, it took me three years to finally track her down um, he, and also forgiveness from the person who hurt me so badly mm-hmm. um, so there was just like a whole um, unveiling and even as I was writing the last session God was still teaching me lessons and that was an, an amazing process for me to get to the eighth session and think I was done with the story and then realizing as I prayed, no, I am not done. Wow. There was more.
0: Well, and that is the power of the word Mm -hmm. at work in your heart and this Holy Spirit's conviction Mm -hmm. and allowing you to see, you know, a little bit at a time. Right. What was being triggered in you. Nice. And going off
1: onto her. And God, and God, that's a Romans 828 moment right there. <laughs> it was. It absolutely was. And that was. that's what's so interesting about it is that God doesn't waste anything. Right. And one of the things that I use in my um, book is the acronym PRAY. And it's at the beginning of each chapter. So to PRAY, it starts with P, to prepare by praying. And then the R is to read and reflect. And the A is acknowledge and ask. And the Y is yield by saying yes. Because we can acknowledge the word of God, but if we don't yield to the word of God, it's right. just right. knowledge. Right. And that was a crucial thing for me was I could see the reason but I didn't yield to it. It took me a process to yield to it. And that was powerful, really
0: powerful. And that is, that's that you make the choice
1: to soften your heart. Right. Or harden your heart, which it could go either way. That's really true. And, And you have to be so intentional. I used to tell my children when they were young, keep a strong spirit but a soft heart. Mm. And of course my heart had become hard in that area and I didn't realize it. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, That's a great, I mean, I'll bet anyone who reads that part of the story would see themselves, you know, some situation in their life where God mm -hmm. tried, you know, put the spotlight on their own heart. he, not the person that they were pointing the finger at. Right. And I love how he redeems those kinds of situations. Wow. I do too. Yeah. So, so you say your own heart was fracked by the Holy Spirit after this incident. So tell us mm-hmm. what you mean there.
1: Well, as I mentioned, I was very embarrassed, very ashamed, but it took the hot pressure of shame and embarrassment to break up the hard places. And that's what fracking is all about. When when the machines go into frack oil, which is oil that's just rock hard, they used hot pressure of water and steam to go down and just start really hitting the oil shale. And then the oil is freed to come out. And so that's what happened to me the spiritual side is that it took the hot pressure, it took the embarrassment and the shame to break up the hard place. And I call it spiritual fracking.
0: I so. love that analogy because it is very powerful. Yes. Because that's what needs to happen. And the mm-hmm. more we soften our hearts, uh, intentional on our part, God is able to do that and really. Yes. All of that stuff that's shoved down that we do when we're traumatized or we're hurt Mm -hmm. or whatever, and just to be able to get you free of that and really see some.
1: Well, and I think the other thing is that when we start getting free of a hurt or a hardness, There's such a freedom that you then want to do it again and again, and you see it more quickly, and you want to get forgiveness more quickly. There's just a whole process that starts when you begin to not make excuses, and that's the hard part, is we all make excuses. Well, I was tired. Well, you shouldn't have said that, or they didn't understand And so we make excuses for what we say and how we say it. Right. And I think that's part of the fracking is that God does not want our excuses. He wants our heart. You know, he wants. And the more
0: more we excuse what we did, the diminishing factor of the conviction, I mean, it just starts fading because we're making all these excuses and talking yes. ourselves out of being convicted instead of,
1: okay, Lord, bring it on. Right. And then we do it. Then we sort of build up that, that layer of um, hardness and we don't hear as well the next time or the next time. But when you start chipping away at that stuff, you start, well, on one hand you start hearing more frequently the areas that you need to address. And that can be a little hard. It's not always easy, but there's something about it that's so delightful and refreshing and joyful. And so we just learned we laugh a lot in our in our Bible study about some of the silliest things that we get upset over and how can we fix this? How can we make it right? So well,
0: that's so good because it's just um, I mean, being able to laugh at ourselves, and and really being able to own our, you know, sin, right, and, and not excuse it because right. people are watching, right? People on the outside are watching, right. and if we don't get emotionally healthy enough to admit when we're wrong, not try and excuse it, mm-hmm. repent, then. You know, we want them to see authentic Christianity. And that that models it very well.
1: Right. That's really true. It does. And I think people are longing to be authentic. And there there needs to be a place for them to share their stories without shame. And often we don't let people do that. You know, we 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 put a platitude on it or Christianese rather than really listening like Jesus listened, yeah. which was with his whole heart, you know?
0: And if we let them be authentic, that's going to challenge us to be authentic because yeah. we're going to get convicted. Mm-hmm. And so that's why a lot of, you know, a lot of the church isn't, hasn't really been safe for women to share their struggles and their sins because, That's what you get is people who don't really want to be authentic, trying to make you be quiet
1: so they don't have to grow. That's true. And I think the other thing is, is that people are uncomfortable with it. It's awkward. And they don't know what to do with it. And we live in a society that wants to fix everything. Yep. And sometimes the fixing is, is by just being quiet and letting mm-hmm. people talk it through, which is what was so powerful. When I was working through this fracking, spiritual fracking with my Bible study, because they didn't try to fix it, they Great. just listened to my pleas week after week, and then eventually, it was you know it, was, it just became clear what happened that it that this poor speaker had nothing to do with her. It was all about the anger from my past yeah. that I had not had ever really looked at. Wow. So. so as we wrap
0: this up, I want to ask you this question. What are some things that we can do when
1: we're tempted to speak in anger or haste? Take a pause. That's the first thing. Put some space between your mind and your mouth. If you do that, and I and I will tell you, I'm still learning this lesson. I don't have this dialed in, so I don't want to act like I, I've got it all figured out. But I find that if I will stop and put a little pause and actually say, Lord, what's really happening here? You know, is this really an issue? Do I need to speak the truth but in love? do I just need to be quiet and let it sit there? Because Proverbs says, with many words, transgression is unavoidable. And the one who keeps quiet appears wise. And sometimes we just need to be quiet.
0: Mm, that's so good. That's so good. It's so hard to do, but <laughs> so hard. To, to remember that that's, Press pause. Just press pause. Press don't, pause. You don't have to react right now. Right, right. Wow. Okay, well, this has been delightful. We could go for at least another hour. Um, yes. but we don't have time. So if we have some people listening today that would love to connect with you on social media or your website or wherever, tell us the best way to do that.
1: Well, the best way is to go to DianeShepherd.com and Keep in mind, my name is spelled D-Y as in yellow, A-N-N, Shepherd. That's probably the easiest way, or personalparables.com, which is my blog. And I have lots and lots of stories on my blog of taking an everyday situation um, and showing a spiritual lesson from it. And if we have
0: people listening today that are going to um, be starting a Bible study in the fall or in winter, this would be a great resource to yes. um, get your ladies on board for a study that will be life changing. Yes, for I believe it will be. Yes. Amen. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been absolutely delightful.
1: Thank you, Athena. I totally enjoyed our time together. Amen.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.